everybody. This is Stephanie Krupsack with the Purevent Living Podcast. With me today, I have Arielle Ojeda, owner of Outwoken Tea, and she sources her tea directly from small farmers in developing countries and sells products in compostable packaging, striving to be a zero-waste company. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me so much. I appreciate it. I should mention today, too, that we are recording live from Arts at Large in Walker's Point, an amazing nonprofit um, that supports art initiatives for students in Milwaukee County. Um, so yeah, let's first get started with how we first met. All right, so it was Earth Day, and I was actually doing the cleanup for Milwaukee River Keepers, and uh, the owner of Kind Oasis, she reached out to me the night before. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, "Um, we have this event going on tomorrow at Kind Oasis. Do you think you can possibly swing by? And I was like, oh, goodness, I don't know, because I was doing the river cleanup Mm -hmm. with MK River Keepers. And then on top of that, the same day, I was um, taking down my roof. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Quite a day. Yes. And so literally after we shot away the last load of the roof, then I came and swung Mm -hmm. by Kind Oasis. (laughs) So it was a busy day. Yeah. Yeah, Kind Oasis had a a market of local vendors, and yeah, it was a vendor there. And yeah, we got chatting. Kellen was like, you have to meet Arielle. And she gave us your tea packets and... We met and we also bonded over our business cards. So her business cards yeah. are <laughs> plantable cards. I should have grabbed one of mine. And so are mine. Yeah. So it's on seed paper. So basically, once you write down the information, you literally plant the card and it turns into flowers or what have you. And yes. I did test mine out. They do grow into a nice <laughs> green plant. I'm not sure what kind of plant it is, but it looks nice. <laughs> I had picked um, some... Um, perennial ones, so like okay. snapdragons, um, butterfly weeds, all those different kind that are good for this climate and will come back. Oh, that's smart. So, okay. yeah, I specifically picked the blend. But, yeah, it does mm-hmm. grow. It does grow. Very nice. You tested yours out, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, we, I have a little note on my card that says, you know, planted, and we should start a hashtag of, like, show me yeah, your cards or something. Right. <laughs> grow, okay. grow me your Grow your cards. Grow your cards, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, definitely very zero waste. So. Definitely. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your company, Outwoken Tea. Yes. So Outwoken Tea really is a brand that is on a mission to spread awareness on how we can make better decisions to impact the environment in a positive way, which is why my slogan is change the world by changing your mind. Because in order for us to really make an everlasting impact we have to be mentally open to what we're doing under understand what we're doing and understand how we can do better to impact the present and future generations to come so this is why my main focus is sustainability because sustainability is the key to a lot of these issues um and the fast track that a lot of ways that society is is not necessarily good for our environment or the people because it goes hand in hand people go hand in hand with the environment what if the Mm -hmm. environment's not clean we're not healthy you know (laughs) so yeah it's it's really just taking it step by step down down to the tape down to the nitty-gritty and really finding the most sustainable most environmentally friendly and something good for the people and the earth at the same time, which which is a challenge. It's a challenge. 
I really like that. Yeah, because I think that, yeah, if you're healthy, the surroundings have to be too. So yeah, very, yes. very connected. And I think that sometimes um, we fail to think that way. So it's a really great way to yeah. kind of run it's a inter- business. Yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. intersectional. You can't just think that you're going to be environmentally friendly, but not care about how it impacts the people. Because if if one's not balanced, the other ones, it's like a triangle, you know, Mm -hmm. like the three legged stool, you got to support all three in order for it to work. Yeah. For it to be balanced. Very true. So tell us a little bit more about the the naming of Outwoke and what that (laughs) means and how that came about. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So as an entrepreneur, you're going to face a whole bunch of no's, which I get still to this day (laughs) um but specifically before i even launched outwoken tea before it was even open to the public i went through i would say at least a year searching for a manufacturer to manufacture my product and all of the manufacturers told me no i mean like i contacted over 40 manufacturers from the big ones to the small ones to the nationwide ones to one overseas to oh my goodness you name it um but there was particular one manufacturer that i don't know what their problem was but they went out of their way to send me an email telling me that um whatever i'm doing is not in the market and I'll never make any money doing it. So I might as well close the doors before I open. Oh my gosh. So I told, I didn't even respond to it. I just let him be. And um, that's what really made me think like, what is this man thinking? Like, what, what makes him think that the environment is not in demand? Like, why is it that eco-friendly packaging, how can he say it's not in demand, you know? So that's when I was like, this guy must be sleeping. Like, what year is he in? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, he's got to wake up. He's got to. And then I was like, wait, he's got to be beyond woke. Someone needs to slap this guy. <laughs> and then that's when the name came. Like, oh, he needs to be more than woke. He needs to be outwoken. Okay. And that's okay. when I was like, yep, that's it. Outwoken. It's outwoken tea because it's going to wake up the world. Yeah. <laughs> One cup at a time. Oh, I like that. <laughs> So yeah, it, w- it was an experience, but I'm glad that I have it because that gave me more fuel to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I'm here yeah. and I made it to World Tea News Ooh, on um, <laughs> one of the most sustainable tea brands out there. Mm-hmm. So, and it's ironic because a week later that that same manufacturer saw me on there. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. <laughs> it's like, oh. You told me no, but I said yes. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but me and my son, we manufacture everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're we're done waiting on people mm-hmm. to make our dreams come true. That's so. good. Making it happen. And your tea is amazing, by the way. Yes. I, um, I think I messaged you a couple of days ago. I had the um, chocolate basos. Yes. So, yes. That's definitely so, a good very, one. So, very, very good. What is that blend again? So, the chocolate basos comes from a Colombian farm. Mm-hmm. And it's got the cacao nibs and cacao mm-hmm. husks. So, actually, two farmers came together on that one. One who does the cacao and then the people who do the Colombian tea itself, and they created that blend. So I thought that was amazing to support them and for them to come together in unity. I thought that was great. 
And I love Kekau. I uh, attended a Kekau ceremony. Yeah, in Mexico. Yeah, that. in March, and um, brought some back. I've been kind of hosting my own here. It's it's amazing stuff. So that's probably why I like the tea so much. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Kekau. Right. <laughs> So tell us a little bit more about, you know, how you work with these local farmers and what you're sourcing and kind of, yeah, I'm interested to learn more about that. Right. So for some of the local farmers that I work with is for the blends, like whenever I have small batch blends, like, you know, a chaga or different mushrooms, I mm -hmm. source that from local farmers, all those special ingredients. Okay. But for the ones that's on my website, all those are directly sourced from small farmers in developing countries. So I strategically work with them because a lot of people in the world, for some reason, they don't know that Kenya grows tea or mm -hmm. um, Taiwan has tea or Colombia has tea or all these different places in the world. We're so used to just seeing our English black tea or the Earl mm -hmm. Grey <laughs> or, you know, just those simple teas. But yeah, it's a whole culture out there. And I want to show diversity in one spot. I want people to be able to travel the world at one stop and see like, oh, I didn't know that Kenya grew purple tea. And it's the only tea in the world that's purple. And it's oh. in Kenya, you know? So it's like, I just wanted to show the diversity because mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lack of representation of diversity, especially in the tea industry. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Yeah, purple tea. Yeah. I've not heard of that. Yeah. So does it brew purple, kind of like the yes, tea flower? Yes, the tea leaves okay. are purple themselves, mm -hmm. and it's a part of the, you know, how blueberries are that color because they have yeah. the high amounts of, so, yeah, and okay. anthocyanins. So they're like mm -hmm. that super, they're a part of that superfood group because it's got high antioxidants, it's got more antioxidants than green tea. Oh, and wow. on okay. Shark Tank, actually, they were making a serum out of it to help athletes recover faster. Oh my gosh. So yeah, mm. it's 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 a strong cup. <laughs> yeah. So what is that blend called? On it's the purple tea. The purple tea. I think I'm gonna have to try some of that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ready making list, more chocolate basil. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Very cool. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So do you source from one country more than another? Is it kind of like a nice variety of well, um, I just got a shipment in from Malawi. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to have more in Africa so it'll be balanced because I have a lot from Asia. Mm -hmm. I have a lot from Colombia. But I only at the moment I have the purple tea from Kenya. So I was mm -hmm. like, man, I got to get some more African tea. So I'm working with a farmer now who still grows tea the orthodox way, which is very rare. What is that? Um so orthodox just means that they don't use any pesticides they don't mm -hmm. really use machines they just do it the slow paced way wow, so okay. they grow it they plant mm -hmm. the seeds they hand pick it they package it and they just like really let the earth does whatever it needs to do in order to reap what they sow versus other places you know they use um cutting sometimes for tea because they don't want to wait until the seed grows so okay. they'll like skip steps to try to hurt and get production Interesting. so yeah and but the but the problem with that is um it's not sustainable because anytime you have a cutting the roots don't go as deep in the ground so when you get a frost the plant dies and then the next year they got to mm -hmm. plant it again 
Mm. Versus if they would have planted it by the seed, it wouldn't have died because the roots would have went deeper. And they could keep that same mm-hmm. plant for many years. So, yeah, it's it's really just um, appreciating the earth the way that they do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if it's all by hand versus machinery, it's got to have a different energy to the plant itself, I would assume. Yeah. So, yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah, definitely. I like that. So another thing I'm very curious about, tell us more about your packaging. Awesome. Yeah, so my packaging is what took me forever to launch. (laughs) Um, So all of my packaging um, down to the tape is compostable. And I'm not talking about commercial compostable because Mm -hmm. most people, they don't even have a commercial compostable facility near them. So it's a huge disadvantage Mm -hmm. or it's not enough people who use compostable packaging where they would save up like a bin of it and then take it to get commercial composted. So I knew that with the lack of commercial compostable facilities, it had to be home compostable. So anyone can dig a hole, put it in the ground or put it with a compost bin. So the bags that actually hold the tea is home compostable. The labels is home compostable. The shipping bag that I ship you the tea is home compostable. Wow. The label to make the shipping label, that's made out of sugarcane. It's home compostable. The tape is made from renewable sources. It's home compostable. So it took a lot of resources and educating myself down to the tape to make sure that when you get it, you have to do the bare minimum to do your part to be environmentally friendly. So how would you compost it at home? Like put it in a bin with like Yeah, put it in a bin with your and, food scraps okay. and let the magic work. Wow. <laughs> the only the only part of my packaging that's not home compostable is the box. Mm-hmm. So my boxes though are 95% post-consumer use mm-hmm. and it's no plastic or binder. So it'll naturally biodegrade over yeah, time. Okay. Um, and the ink on it is algae ink, which is currently the world's mm-hmm. most sustainable ink. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have nothing virgin about my box and um, try to make sure we use up everything as many cycles as you can. Mm-hmm. That is important about the ink because like a lot of inks today have maybe like lead contamination and a lot of different things. So you're touching Petroleums. The oils. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's great with the algae. That's very cool. Yeah. So was that really difficult to find or source the well, algae? Well, I was talking to the gentleman who do the algae ink for a long time before mm-hmm. I even launched, but... At the time, they didn't even have it available because they were still testing it themselves. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, they've tested it more and they're starting to get it. But it's still not available to do in like an ink cartridge for a okay. printer. It's more for like a stamp. Yeah. Or, okay. So it's still, you know, harder to work with and it's, it takes more time. Mm-hmm. So, but all these things add up. It so, does, yeah. It's nice you're taking the steps to do everything so carefully and intentionally. And yeah, really I definitely like got to do it with intent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and even um, the tea, it looks like plastic, but it's clear. No. Is that made of like a cornstarch or what no? Kind of it's is a that? wood celluloid. Oh, it's okay. a FS, FSI forest source 
the responsible um, yeah or source. fsc maybe yes or? i i got so many in my head <laughs> there's so many acronyms yeah <laughs> so yeah yep. definitely so it's mm-hmm. been responsibly sourced mm-hmm. and okay. it's made from wood celluloid so it mm-hmm. is home compostable very cool yeah very nice so looking at what you created with this brand is there a specific life event that kind of led you onto this path or what made you divert this way with your career well i don't know if people who are listening know, but I am a construction worker. So I'm a heavy machine operator. So I've done everything from demolishing buildings to working at the landfills. I did the trolley downtown Milwaukee. I've done, you know, knocking down walls at the U.S. bank building on the top floor. I mean, you name it, I've done it. I've done this for six plus years. So I've definitely seen the damage and been a part of the damage um, myself. So truly, I had an awful experience at the landfill one day. I was knee high in dirt and waste at the mountains at the landfill. And my truck was stuck and it was raining. And it just seemed like everything around me just looked like a horror movie, you know, like, Mm -hmm. my goodness, what are we doing? And there was just so many more trucks lined up after me waiting to dump. And I was like, my goodness, what are we doing? And I guess it really took for that day to happen for me to really wake up and realize that we got to change. So it, it was that day at the landfill where I came home and I felt awful as a person. And I felt awful looking at my son, knowing that we're leaving this behind for him. So it was guilt and (laughs) just having that experience. Yeah, it's got to be so impactful if you're literally in it. Because, you know, we throw things away here, but we don't see what you've seen at the landfill. I mean, maybe you drive by one and you smell one sometimes. But if you're actually working in it, that's, yeah right there so. I see so many things that we would never even think of like even the the caps on your pen that got stuck in my boot you know <laughs> like, oh my god yeah um, oh at, at yeah. toothpicks that were plastic or you know the shish kebab sticks mm-hmm. that got stuck in my tire you know like oh my god it's it, all these little things that we would never think about and then I remember specifically it was a baby bottle and it was like double walled plastic and I like slipped on it or something. I was like, what the hell was that? And it was, <laughs> it was a baby bottle. I was like, oh my goodness, just everything just, mm-hmm. it was, it was overwhelming. And to top it off, the wind blew and I had a plastic pouch smack me in the face. Oh, gosh. So my whole face was covered in I don't know what. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was crying because I was so mad and just like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just awful. But that's what led me to decide that whatever business I was going to start, it was mm-hmm. going to be good for the environment. It had to be because we have enough businesses out there that do mm-hmm. nothing for the environment. Definitely. So what do you want people to take away from your efforts mainly? Um, To know that it's possible. To hopefully inspire people that if one person can do it, you can do it too. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to go through hell like what I did. (laughs) To work, yeah. Right. (laughs) But like just definitely Mm -hmm. just be more, just be more conscious about the little things that you do because it Mm -hmm. can make a huge impact and, you know, that that's just like um, 
I was watching a video the other day and you know how barbers when they have that circle that they work around and cut your hair, right? And when they get the floor, it's brand new. But then they showed a picture after 20 years of that barber mm -hmm. walking that same circle back mm -hmm. and forth, mm -hmm. cutting all their clients' hair. It wore a whole path. So, like, even though you don't see it today, you don't see it tomorrow, you're mm -hmm. definitely carving a path, whether it's good or bad. So just know that over time, you choose the path that you're carving and, and choose for it to be a beautiful one. Mm -hmm. And you kind of answered this already, but how would you say your work is impacting society and the environment or what's your long-term vision for that? Well, I definitely know short-term, um, just from the businesses that I've worked here locally, like I've got a lot of them to sign up to One Tree Planted. So like mm -hmm. a lot of people never even heard about them. And now like at least six businesses that I've talked to, mm -hmm. now they, you know, plant trees with all their purchases, you know, so. Oh, how does that work? So One Tree Planted is a nonprofit organization mm -hmm. and you donate either a percent or whatever you want and they plant trees and you can pick where you want those trees planted. So mm -hmm. last year I picked mm -hmm. Australia, you know, when it was the wild yeah. fires going on. Mm -hmm. And then I picked California. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy how one person can influence mm -hmm. so many people. And I think influence is huge and representation is huge. So definitely spreading the awareness. Mm -hmm. I like that. You're kind of doing multiple things to spread yeah. that. And, and uh, what would you encourage listeners to kind of do to help benefit society or be more conscious maybe of what they're purchasing, things like that? Yeah, definitely. Be more conscious about what you're buying, but whatever you do, just start. So many people feel like because they're not doing something huge or grand or fabulous and news mm -hmm. reporting worthy, <laughs> they don't want to start. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's the little things that build up, you know, like I said, carving that path, walking mm -hmm. that path every day. That's what builds up to mountains. That's what builds up to impact is those little things. So whatever you do, just start. Mm -hmm. And even if that's starting small, just start whatever you do. Yeah. And just to make the impact and um, yeah, they don't need a traumatic experience to make right. them think that way. So what does preserving the environment mean to you as a whole? So I don't know if you know or other people listening know, but soil is not renewable within our lifetime. So like if you let that sink in, that's crazy to think, right? Like we live on an earth full of soil. How is soil not renewable within my lifetime or your lifetime? Mm -hmm. So we are digging up the earth and clearing the land faster than it can replenish. So to me on a small scale level, person to person to meet people where they are, I would say the best thing that you can do is reuse everything that you have until it's not usable anymore. Mm -hmm. So try your best to not buy anything new. Like a lot of people have this habit of, oh my God, this is the trend. I need this, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Fast or, fashion. <laughs> yes, that fast fashion yeah. or that fast shopping or this, mm -hmm. you know, oh, it's a huge sale going on. I got to get it, you know? Mm -hmm. Try to really just appreciate what you have and use it until it can't be used anymore. And then if you don't want it anymore, give it to someone else to use. Like mm -hmm. really, yeah, really try to make an emphasis on the reduce and reuse because recyclable is not working. 
It's a broken system. Yeah, and um, I'm not too familiar with how it all works in Milwaukee, but I know every city is different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some even different countries, they might um, sort the glass containers by the type of the color of glass. Is mm-hmm. it dark glass? Is it clear? Is it green? Um, and some throw it all together and then sort it. It's quite a variety. Yes, yes. And, you know, honestly, recycling wouldn't be broken if there wasn't so many kinds of plastics. But because there's hundreds of different kinds of plastics, this plastic can't be molded with that plastic, or this plastic can't mm-hmm. turn to this plastic, or that plastic can only be used five times, but this one can be only be mm-hmm. used once, yep. you know? That's so true. if there was like a, a, a nationwide grade of plastics to use, then you then we probably would be able to consistently reduce it and recycle it but because it's not and because we shoot away more stuff than what a recyclable facility could ever keep up with you know like china stopped taking our stuff because we haven't slowed down so now they're just shooting everything to the landfills because they can't keep up with it so really we have to make the change because that's where it starts it starts with us and another thing that's important to note is that plastic is not a renewable resource either. We only have so much to make plastics. So once that's gone, it's, you know, and you need plastic for certain medical equipment and procedures and things. So, yeah, it's good, I think, to use what you have and not live in this, like, throwaway type of society. Yes, yes, definitely. So after you had that traumatic experience in the landfill and you're kind of like, what am I doing here? And, like, rethinking everything – is there anything actionable that you did when you got home that day or what made you go in the tea direction? Well, I've always been a tea drinker. I've always loved anything that comes from the earth. And over time, I've learned to appreciate it even more, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was on a health journey myself because I was um, like 220 pounds. I was about to lose my job because I couldn't pass a physical, um, a federal medical exam because I have a class A CDL. Um, In order to keep it, you have to get these exams because, you know, if I'm not fit and I fall asleep at the wheel, I can kill someone or I can hurt someone or anything can happen. So Mm -hmm. they check on this. But um, yeah, I really went on a health journey myself. And now, you know, I lost a lot of weight. I'm a lot healthier. So I just really wanted to live a better life for myself originally. And that's why I started to drink tea. But coming home that day, I held my son because I felt awful as a mother to know that this is what we're doing. But from that day forward, I taught him, you know, step by step. You know, I didn't overload him, you know. Mm But I definitely taught him step by step, like, this is why I bring my reusable bag to the store. This is why I don't use this um, laundry detergent because, you know, it's a huge plastic jug versus, you know, I use different name brands. That's a sheet. It comes in paper. Oh, perfect. So um, I just teach him a lot more now than what I ever did after that day. That's really good. So are there any, maybe some favorite like wellness or eco rituals that you do daily or weekly you'd encourage listeners to try? Yeah. So, um, I, well, I always have time for self-reflection. I think that's huge. And I think a lot of people don't take time to mentally, 
um, unpack the baggage and see what's causing this pain, what's causing the joy, what's causing the trauma. So I mm -hmm. always encourage people to take some minutes, either in the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, and have a moment for self-reflection and get an understanding of yourself. Because if you're not well with yourself, you can't do nothing for anyone else. Um, but as far as ego, make sure you bring your own stuff with you. <laughs> like, Just start bringing your own stainless steel water bottle or start bringing your own reusable bag. Just bring mm -hmm. your own. And yeah. if you don't have it, I can show you how to make it. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're going out to eat, bring your own containers yeah, or bring, leftovers. Yeah. You know, that's something I started to be more conscious of. Like, yes. why take a styrofoam thing? I mean, some places have like mushroom styrofoam or things that are excellent. Yeah. But yeah, bring your own container. <laughs> bring your own. I mean, that's, you can do that. Anyone can do that at their own level. You know, it's not mm -hmm. a huge, maybe mentally, it may take a while to get used to mm -hmm. leaving the house with these items exactly. because you weren't used to thinking like that. But just start, you know, just start filling up your water bottle before you leave. Start, if you, if you know you're a person who always buys those, they call those snacks, you know, that you get from the gas station. They're all individually wrapped. Yeah. Bring your own snacks with yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Like, and it saves you money. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. so bring your own snacks with you and your own, just bring your own stuff. One, save, it's going to save you money and it's going to reduce the amount of waste that you put out. That's true. Or instead of going through a drive through for tea or coffee, make out woken tea in yeah. your own reusable mug <laughs> definitely definitely yep definitely and i recommend the chocolate bezos yeah the chocolate bezos <laughs> but that's fun to do all the names for the different teas yes yes definitely chocolate kisses right yes okay yes <laughs> so another fun question so what is your personal mantra or theme song that kind of gets you into a good place or redirects your mindset so it's moby in this world i believe yeah i think that's what it's called moby mm -hmm. in this world so really it's um the voice in it the woman who is singing like she just uplifts my spirits all the time whenever i hear it and really what they're saying is you know we're in this world um you know you don't want to be left alone or you don't want to mess up the world so what are we doing in this world and I think about that all the time because it's like every day I wake up, I have a choice what I want to do. Like no one is making me do this or no one is making me do that. So it's like, what am I doing in the world? What am I doing to make an impact? What am I doing to make a difference? What am I doing to better myself? What am I, what am I doing? Because everyone in this world has a purpose, whether they found it or whether they didn't, we all have a purpose. Yeah, I like that. So are there any books or podcasts that you recommend to listeners? <laughs> so as you know, I'm an entrepreneur. So <laughs> I really love the Founder Podcast. It's spelled F-O-U-N-D-R. No mm, E-R, okay. just D-R. Okay. And the Founder Podcast, every day I listen to it, they have hundreds of episodes and they bring in their real life entrepreneurs who started out just like you and me um, as small people, but they've scaled to their business to be big or, or however, you know, or sold it because it was successful and they get to the good, the bad, the ugly. And 
they don't sugarcoat it and they tell you like the truth like yes it's not going to be sugar gumdrops and rainbows <laughs> you know it's gonna be some <laughs> rainy storms coming and honestly i think the word entrepreneur has been glorified but never given the credit of the work behind it like so many people now are just like oh i want to be an entrepreneur because it's like a trend or a thing but nobody really gives that word or those people the credit for the work that goes behind being an entrepreneur you know it's mm -hmm. it's it's those long nights, you know, staying up, trying to figure everything out because there's no one there to hold your hand. There's no mm -hmm. one there to figure it out for you. It's it's you against yourself. So I think being an entrepreneur is truly the most self-awareness because you have to do it. Mm -hmm. But it's also the most self-rewarding. Definitely, because you're on your path and you're choosing what you're doing with your time and to make a bigger impact if that's your mission and things like that. So. Yeah, and it's definitely not, um, oh, yeah, it's a flexible schedule. Yes and no, but you probably work twice as much. I will yes. testify to that, too. Yes. That it's a lot more than you think. I think entrepreneurs are truly probably the only people who will work 80 hours a week just so no one can tell them what to do 40 <laughs> hours a week. That's a great, yes, I would agree. Because we are choosing what we want to do, and we are choosing what makes us feel fulfilled you know yep <laughs> definitely yeah it's very yep, very accurate <laughs> <laughs> so lastly how can listeners reach you so i am very simple to find it's just outwokentea.com or outwokentea at instagram or outwokentea at facebook or you can email me at info at outwokentea.com. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Great. Yeah, I'd recommend trying some of your teas and... Chefafesos. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time today and sharing yes. your story. And yeah, I hope it encourages others to be more conscious about what they're consuming and yeah, yes. the environment. So Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Look into your eyes. I feel sunshine.